to the podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Phil. And this is, and this is Ross, Ross and Phil, Phil Talk, Talk Movies. movies. It's the closest we've got it. Yeah, I mean, now what? Five episodes now, that's the best we've done. Almost perfect, except not perfect. I think that's a damning indictment, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how good our introductions are. Just imagine how good the rest of the podcast is going to be. <laughs> so how are you, my friend? I haven't spoken to you in a few weeks. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, good, thanks. Busy as usual and all that. But uh, yeah, going great. And here we are on a Sunday morning to talk movies. Oh, what time is it? <laughs> hey, look, I've been up since seven o'clock, so I have no sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like about 12 minutes ago. So this, <laughs> good. Oh, you're bound to be on top form for this one. Yeah. Um, so this week, we are going to talk about the films that we've been watching recently. So this podcast will be catchily titled Phil and Ross Talk Movies They've Watched Recently, Volume 1. Because I'm assuming we'll probably <laughs> do this again at some point. <laughs> volume also known as Phil couldn't really be bothered to come up with too much of a title uh, so and also he needs a generic title so if in case he decides to move the uh, the publishing date it doesn't actually coincide with anything important but that was a bit long <laughs> I think that explains it so let's talk about films that we have watched recently um, oh sorry for those of you that haven't joined us before uh, Ross and Phil talk movies uh, is basically uh, a successful filmmaker and a failed filmmaker talking about films for about half an hour, and that's kind of that's kind of the, 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 the podcast setup, really, isn't it? I'm curious as to your definition of the word successful, but thank you. <laughs> well, more successful than I ever managed. So, oh you know, dear, oh god, here we go. You actually got a budget to make a film. Uh, oh, that yes, yeah. that totally did. Ha- that totally definitely happened. Yeah. So, Vengeance coming to a cinema in 2018. Yeah, yeah, very soon. Actually, we can uh, talk about that another time. I'll let you know if I ever get to see the film. Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we're going to talk about films we've seen recently. Obviously, one of them won't be Vengeance because I haven't seen it. Uh, I have seen it recently. Just saying. I mean, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So look, uh, so films we've seen. I've had a bit of a weird one. I've I've been like, okay, so I've watched all the Oscar films. and, And if we get time, we'll talk about them. But they're they're kind of. Not boring, but you know they are what they are. Um, but I've had a bit of a low budget thing. I was I was lucky enough to have flu last weekend or the weekend before. It's good for catching up on your films, isn't it? Just so <laughs> I started off with a bit of a, a kind of a, a horror thing, and then I ended up on a bit of a kind of um, London cuntly gangster thing. Oh, those! <laughs> By the way, there will be will be harsh language this episode. Well, those films are basically made up of that, so. Yeah. So yes. where do you want to start? Should we, do you want well, me to start with my horror films that I've seen or do you want me to start with my cunty cunt cunt films that I've seen? Oh, I'd really rather you didn't say those at all, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, um, they, well, I suppose, I guess when we're saying recently, are we talking literally from the beginning of this year? Yeah, well, since the last yeah. time we chatted. So that was probably about three, four weeks ago. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, I mean, however you want to structure it, I'm, I'm good with it. I've, I've seen what can only be described as a sort of strangely eclectic, Although mostly genre focused way, so okay. I haven't actually watched that many films this month. It's quite weird for me. It's, I've watched probably half the number of films I would normally watch in a month, uh, which is still about twenty. But yeah, I mean, that's still like, not bad. Um, yeah. So okay, look, let's start with the, very quickly the best film you've seen in the last month. So the best film. Oh, that, that's fair. Have a think okay. about that. I've got the best film I've seen in the last. Oh, month. Same here. Same here. No oh, okay. So what was yours? To be honest, the best film I've seen in the last month. Uh, actually, it's a toss-up, but if we go for the most recent film, uh, it's The Post. Okay, The Post was really good, man. Really I really, good. really enjoyed it. And and the obvious thing is, it's got that really tight connection with all the, all the President's Men. 
Yeah. Uh, particularly the very end, which was very great. And I, I just, I, it's the first Spielberg film in a long time that I've actually wanted to watch oh. with no, with no disrespect to Spielberg. But it's just like, I've, I've, the moment I saw the trailer, and again, I try to avoid trailers, but the moment I saw the trailer, I was like, I really, really want to see this. And the film does it justice. Like as if the trailer isn't lying which no. is rare. Yeah, no, no. I, I really liked it. I, I Style of it's amazing. Yeah, the style of it. Tom Hanks. I mean, I know mm. Meryl Streep's getting all the kudos. But yeah. Tom no, that's, Hanks, yeah, Tom Hanks has been ignored. I don't understand that at all. He's brilliant. He's yeah, got he that. is. And the, the, the urgency of the film. And what I love yeah. about the film was it was it was made in like some, like, he's, I, finished, I think he's like started it like four or five months ago kind of thing. <laughs> it was a genuinely like really tight turnaround good it's probably all the better for it. if that's true that's all the better for it i think oh um, uh, jesse clemens is amazing in it yeah like, i mean but i mean everyone's great in it and uh uh bob odenkirk for oh, yeah, sake. And, uh, david cross david cross and bob odenkirk in the same scenes was amazing going back to mr show it, so that was like, fantastic it had one of the casts where it was basically full of oh my god it's him and yeah oh my god it's him yeah <clears> it was it was brilliant and <clears throat> the, the, when the presses start running that sequence is electrifying it was yeah you're completely right the moment they make that decision it's that is fantastic and also the way she does a turnaround on them considering how meek she's had to be in yeah. previous meetings and stuff there's a bit where without spoiling it particularly there's that bit where she's talking about what she's going to say in the meeting but this is at the beginning of the film and then you realize she passes it all off onto the, the guy because that's the only way things are going to get heard yeah and I thought that was, it was almost upsetting. Yeah, no, it was, wasn't it? Brilliant. It was really great. Yeah, really, I mean, look, really great film. I, I, I've never, what's the best way to say this? I've never not got the Meryl Streep thing, but mm. I've, I've never seen, I don't think I've seen enough Meryl Streep films to really warrant me going, oh, she's the best thing ever. So this is That's probably fair. the first yeah. film I've seen in years with her in. And I was just kind of like, oh my God. It's, she is it's incredible. not overrated. She's really no. bloody good. Two quick ones for you to watch, if you haven't seen them, are Ricky and the Flash and uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Okay. They are both, to, trust me, both. And again, I'm not the biggest Meryl fan, except I appreciate it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but those, and these are fairly recent films as well, as I guess what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah. And they are both amazing, like amazing okay. films. I'm sort of becoming a Meryl fan, quite frankly. And I mean, and I mean that in a, I, I was never a person who would go and see a film because Meryl Streep was in it specifically but like now I maybe go, you will i i yes quite honestly <laughs> like I mean, in, in more recent years you know what i mean it's interesting that's pretty that's a that's a pretty big thing yeah i mean yeah it, it kind of is like i mean in many ways it's i'm catching up to the rest of the people who know this <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's but, it isn't it you, she isn't got claude van damme she, so she can't do a splits so <laughs> I, you know why would i normally go but see i tell you what it's the, the it's the spielberg thing as well i'm with you on this i i i I don't not rate Spielberg as a director. He's made no. some of my favourite films of all time. But he does get into this period where he makes films. And I, like, I'm one of the few people that looked at the trailer for Ready Player One and was just like... Mm, yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Still a I, I'm, like I said, I think when we were talking about it, I sort of said I'm on the fence about that film. And I am. I, th I feel like I'm going to end up going to see it. But oh, I'm not... Oh, but I'm not... But I'm not... I'm not... Um, drawn to it. I mean, as in, I'm not going, I must see that film. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. I, I, mean. I know exactly what I mean. So, my film of the year so far, and I think probably it's going to take a tough, tough to be. Um, I watched Coco last weekend. Oh, I need to see that. I'm oh. really, really desperate to see that. Oh, my God. Did you did yeah. you see Book of Life? No, but again, I haven't sat <laughs> I know that's what I do need to see. I've heard I need to yeah. see that film. Book of Life's great. Coco kind yep. of takes the ball and runs with it. And 
it's yeah. beautiful and it's it's beautiful in in many different ways that I won't give away but when you realize how it, how the film gets its title when you there's a and there's a moment where a lot of the story comes together and you yeah. kind of get it the same time that the character gets it and right. you kind of go oh, oh 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 wow that's great um it's beautiful it's magical it's not soppy i actually did cry my eyes out at the end oh wow yeah it's, i must see it it's a beautiful film and it, it, it's great in in a period where you know let's be honest um uh you know pixar are in a slightly tricky situation with what's happening with john lassiter mm. yeah um it's good to see that the films are now you know kind of still speaking on their own terms and also it's not cars three so right yeah <laughs> so Coco is very good. I'll tell you something I saw uh, very recently, uh, yesterday. I watched Hellraiser Judgment. Oh, I, I'm. I, look, that, that found footage one, the last one was so bad, but I found it very difficult to be excited about a new one. Is it any good? Because <sighs> so, that last one was really oh, I, I, see I, it? No, no, I didn't even bother. It's, awful. it's in the top five of Hellraiser films, and that's damning with okay. faint praise of yeah. the franchise. Well, as the, top, a whole. the first three, the first three first are great. Three, epic. I mean, the third one is still great. my favourite Hellraiser film. A lot of people say that. And also, <laughs> as Bradley's weird as it is. Hellraiser film, if I remember right. Fair enough, yeah. I, and, and to be fair, as weird as it was, I, I really liked Bloodlines because it was so strange. Yeah, Bloodlines was cool. It's such a strange film, so, like sci-fi and, pre- and period movie. It's like really it's, odd. So, How Judgment has some of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in a film. To the okay. point where I... As in disgusting as in gory or... Disgusting, it falls within the gore remit. Right. Um, I, I genuinely had to look away because it made me wretch at one point. Wow, that's quite rare. Actually. I've watched a lot of horror films in my time, and that doesn't happen often. There's a certain type of thing in a horror film that will, will always make me wretch around vomiting. That's all I'm going to say. So, look, it's a $500,000 movie, apparently. Mm, that wouldn't surprise me. So it's, it's made, I think, specifically to keep the franchise rights within Dimension. Well, again, I think again, I think that was I think that was a situation with the previous one. Was yeah. it Hellraiser Revelations or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Um, six years ago, it was seven years ago. I know. So it's not it's not great by any stretch, but it has greatness in it. There are some sequences, and there's a great bit. The ending's really good. The ending is really interesting, and actually, the film it sets up at the end is more interesting than the film you've watched, but. It has moments in it which were genuinely really gross, that were genuinely really clever. And it had moments in it that, that just looked like a low-budget episode of a TV show. Yeah. It's a really odd film, but I genuinely think it deserves to be watched because I think okay. actually... And I really quite like the new the new pinhead in this. Okay. He's not Doug, but... No, who is? But then, who is? But at the same point, and no disrespect to Doug, he's probably getting... To play a timeless character like Pinhead, you have to be a bit more timeless. Sure, of course. And I don't think it's anything I think wrong with kind that. of, re- you know, so it has its moments. It's far from perfect, but actually I kind of didn't hate it. Okay. Well, that's, that seems, that's like, that's not the worst review I've ever heard. No. Uh, Heather, s- Heather, Heather, Heather Lang- Langenkamp's in it as well, isn't she? Yeah. Unrecognisable. Mm. Um now, on the, on the similar theme, and sorry, I will flip back to your set, but this is on right. a similar theme. I watched Day of the Dead Bloodline as well. 
Oh, I really want to see that. It's got Jonathan Shack in it, isn't it? Yeah. I like him a lot. It's, again, I mean, you watch the trailer and I was just like, this looks fucking terrible. <laughs> and I watched the film and again, like Hellraiser Judgment, I would give it a 5 out of 10. A 2.5 style film. Yeah. But it has its moments and th- there's, there's, there's enough in it and it's a bit more of a straight remake or inspired by the original Day of the Dead than the last Day of the Dead was with Vic okay. Reigns, which was just oh, fucking appalling. That was, that was pretty terrible, that film. Um, that, was, that was pretty... It was like <laughs> there were points in that, in that previous Day of the Dead because it, it was quite well made. Yeah, but no, it was, yeah. It, just, it was just... But it was like... There were points where I was like, sorry, what's happening now? Like, why can't I follow what's happening in this quite short, like, quite well-made horror zombie film? Why, why don't I really get what's going on? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know and, what I mean? And, and, and it, so, so it has its moments. The cast are too young. The gore isn't gory enough. Mm. And what I mean by the cast is too young is if you look at the original Day of the Dead, it had that great mix of... Yeah, of course. Absolutely. ...age, which is more yeah. representative of what would happen in that situation. Of people. Yeah, yeah, of course. So the cast are too young. Um, the script is, is ropey as fuck at times, and some of the acting is atrocious. But, but where Walking Dead is faltering on TV... Yeah. Zombie movies are starting to have a bit of a comeback. Mm. A bit. Um, this isn't great, but it's also not terrible. So, mm. again, it, it's worth a watch. I'd love to get your, your opinion on it when you've seen it. I will I will be watching that probably within the month, I would have thought, within sure. the next few weeks, I'm sure. So, the ball is passed to you, Mr. Boyask. Okay, so I've had a bit of a weird month. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and some of it's understandable and some of it isn't. Like, so, for example... Okay, so in terms of recent films, relatively recent films, I saw Logan Lucky, which I just don't understand why people oh, like I love that, that film. I, really I don't get it. it. I don't get it. I like bits of it. I like the cast. It felt to me when it first came out that it was a film being sold on. Look how weird Daniel Craig looks. Isn't he look a bit strange? <laughs> like with all the advertising. So, and I watched it and I just went, yeah. And, and, and I think the problem was when they do that bit at the end where they sort of explain how they did it. You know, yeah, the heist thing. Which, the, by the way, also known as the uh, the Steven Sodenberg moment. Now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I just watched it going, yeah, like 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 they didn't do it in a way where you kind of go, that's so fucking clever. Oh my god. Like like like. Oh wow. But they just showed them doing things, and you just sort of go, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you would have done in a heist. Like, I don't, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, why not show that? Why not show that? while they're doing it if you see what i'm getting at yeah like they have that might be like a minor red herring where you kind of go oh okay they didn't do that they did this or something really it, it just wasn't it was very unremarkable i guess is what i'm saying and it wasn't terrible but it was very very slow like super slow um i do you know what i get that i i, I liked it a lot yeah. more than you did but i get there were bits i mean i love driver i love driver <coughs> and daniel just, craig was good Tatum, yeah, I I mean, like a good Daniel, cast. Good Daniel cast. Craig put more effort into this than he has done the last Bond film. Yes, yeah, and he looked like he was enjoying himself, which is kind of a good thing. Unlike you know, he I, did I in the it. last Bond film. Oh, I don't. It was unbearable. He looked like a fucking I watched, stubby. In the I watched last Bond ten film. minutes of Spectre the other day. It's impossible. It's impossible to watch again. Do you know what? It's so. I I, I watched enough to remember that it mm. has two action sequences, three action sequences in the whole film. Right? Mm. It has the car chase that isn't really a car chase. No, that dress, with, with with Batista. Yeah, yeah. With Batista. where he's like squeezed into that car. It's yeah. And and knowing people that worked on the film, they mm. said that yeah, they basically said, look, we had the opportunity to do a car race around the Vatican, so we did it. Mm. 
Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, Make but it, it doesn't look like anything. You really watch no. that, it doesn't look like anything. It looks like a very poor episode of Top Gear. Um, yeah. The second, the second action sequence is better. It's the, the snow going down the mountain one, which is actually it, the only action sequence it, in the it's film. It's better. It's better, but it ends up, if I remember correctly, it ends up sort of being nothing at the end. Like, yeah. like it doesn't really culminate in anything. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it was quite well done. And, and the well other done. one is the quote unquote shootout before the mother of all explosions. Where, where they're escaping the, the desert kind of base with blowfire. I don't remember. Literally and don't there's, remember. There's, there's literally four gunshots and then someone oh. fires a shot at the building and it has the mother of all ridiculously overtop explosions. I wish I remembered that. That sounds great. Which, there's also the fight, the fight with Batista on the train was all right as well. Oh, yeah. Like, it was all right. I, I, it was all right. See, I didn't watch that bit. But the explosion, yeah. right, and I, again, I know this from, 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 from mm. knowing it, um, from someone telling me, but apparently they, they, they set out to make the biggest explosion ever put on film. Well, great. Like, how about how about do that in the midst of a good film? Yeah, or in a good sequence. Anyway, right? So, yeah, <laughs> Spectre's an old one, but I watched that. Yes. Oh, so um, I couldn't cope the whole well, thing. It's fucking I could never terrible. Watch that. I couldn't watch that film. Same it's with worse Quantum than Quantum of Solace. No, I like. Do you know what? I, I reevaluate Quantum of well, it's Solace. Shorter. Now. Quantum of Solace is actually it's messy, and the opening sequence is horrific. Yeah. Genuinely horrific. That's but, why it's hard to get through. <laughs> but get past that, and I actually quite like it. I'll probably try again at some point, but when I tried it for a second time, it was just um, after about 15 minutes. I was like, I can't. You have to get through that 15 minutes. It's terrible. The the Dan Bradley 15 minutes at the start, you have to get through. And then then it becomes okay. Um, Mm. And in the light of Spectre, um, at least it doesn't. Well, at least least it's shorter than Spectre. And at least it doesn't have that, that kind of awkward, I work for MI6. Who do you think the bad guy is? <laughs> oh, that was just awful. Like, oh, God, don't even get me started on Andrew Scott. Jesus We should Christ. do our next episode on Spectre. He, he literally walks in. We could do, like, four hours of Spectre. He walks in, <laughs> and not, not that I want to, he, he, he literally walks on, in on Spectre. I'm the villain. <laughs> um, but but nobody, pay, like, oh, he's just a dick, because he is a dick. He, oh, he's um, a but, but, but he cop. keeps telling them that he's the villain. He keeps telling them he's going to destroy the double O's. Like he, he says it, if I remember correctly. And they're, and then they're all a bit surprised at the end when it turns out he's actually a I know. At, at the end, it's at the end, really it's like, it's like I'm the villain. Walking in. It's like Doctor Doom walking in saying, I want to destroy the Fantastic Four. And they're all like, let's go for a beer. Let's have a beer. But it's also, yeah, it's also what's even worse is this is after, this is after, bear in mind, this is the same film, right? Yeah. Where they do the whole. Yeah, he's not Blofeld. He's not Blofeld. Oh, look, he's Blofeld. Oh, that. Yeah, that's like, ridiculous. Oh, come on. Well, we've all known it for a year because <laughs> of publicity. That's so stupid. So <laughs> fucking dumb. Sorry. They have, they have walked sitting. In fact, we could do hours on this. We could. Walked, walked sitting in shadows for ages, even though we know it's Christoph Walks. In that scene and, where and we introduced that, that Sitting in shadows. Everyone else has got a light on them. Yeah, yeah, he's except got a him. And there's a brilliant bit in that scene where it cuts, where the woman, there's a woman who looks like Frau Fabissena from Austin Powers, oh, right. yeah, doing yeah. the Frau Fabissena, Austin Powers, telling everyone about their evil plans. Right, and yeah. I remember see, sitting in, I was in the Crawley IMAX, and um, with people who worked on the film, uh, and I, I remember turning around to my friend halfway through that sequence, um, I think it was roughly after Christoph Waltz came in. I just turned around and went, one billion dollars. One billion dollars. <laughs> Terrible. Just <Is> awful. <laughs> just awful. <laughs> I was expecting in that scene, Inspector, for like Will Ferrell to be dumped into a flaming pit. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> 
I think awful. I think someone needs to do a super cut of um, the spiky Austin Shag Powers movie. and Spectre and Spectre because it is basically the Austin uh, sorry Spectre is basically Austin Powers without the comedy. That's they made they made the Bond film that everyone spoofs now. Right. Yeah, that that seems fair because it's terrible. Like it's just awful. Um, what else have you watched so, this month? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> the other recent film that I've seen, which I liked way more than I thought I was going to, was Jigsaw. Oh no! Do you know what I watched that as well? Jigsaw was really good, man. I like. I like. I was because the, the Saw films had gone down and down and down. I, I watched them all, and they were all oh, like the less and less entertaining. It was like a TV. It was like a TV movie. It was really. I mean, I don't mean that disrespectfully to TV movies. It just looked so cheap. And I did assume for a while, like some other franchises, that essentially Saw would be in the cinema forever until it would just be DVD sequels. Yeah. Because you know you could churn those out for two million dollars. They'd all get rented like crap, you know. But they would all get bought. But funnily enough, they didn't do that. And fair enough. And then Jigsaw to me is. Without being a spoiler on it, there are some things in it where I think you just don't need to do that. Oh, the but twist was obvious as fuck. The twist was well. really obvious and still hearkening back with Tobin Bell, as much as I love Tobin Bell, you sort of don't need to do it, well, they, to be they, honest. They made the biggest but, mistake they ever made when they killed him off because they right, did it too early. Did a, and then we did like another four films where we know more and more and more about him. And I don't care, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm like, I don't need for us to empathise with the villain who's creating all these traps more and more like like it ends up that it, he started doing it because like his wife works in a clinic and someone smacks a door into her <laughs> and, he's a ba- and i'm like i'm like but that's what he's supposed to be the villain and when i say he's supposed to be the villain i'm not trying to no, no, be, I'm, well, I'm not trying to be like it has to be black or, it doesn't have to be black or white but the more you learn about him you go well, why what what have all these people got to do with that like the people who are dying yeah, like you should, you should, you should empathise with those people, or at least some of them, and be like, they need to escape from this. Like, I don't. I'm... No, anyway, it, it, but... it literally is. I am it's silly. Yeah, no, no. I care more about. I, in fact, it's one of those film franchises that there's no one in it I care about. Even right. the even the good guys are sh- fuckwits. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. But I will say, like, I think that they did a very good job. Of, first of all, re-establishing it as a franchise. Yeah. And then secondly, uh, like all the traps and all the gore and all that. that was all done really well it was all on point and it was well written it was uh, uh, the script was quite witty in places and, and also um um oh what's the bit but it, it, it runs more like a thriller rather than just like a yeah just people being killed like the first story is a thriller with with gory bits oh the first story is fantastic and there is i watched them again well watched the first couple again recently and the first saw has very little gore like it's got it's it's got about seven level gore it hasn't got like horror movie gore um it's more of a psychology of you know he's got to cut his own for all that, all that yeah, stuff yeah. that is but but that's still a thriller rather than a horror movie and then it got lumped in with all the sequels and hostel and all that shit um so i thought they did a very good job of kind of making it like a macabre thriller um and playing with the time again they did that they actually did that quite well and i thought it was a really tight movie i was surprised i was really surprised at how much i enjoyed it actually. yeah no i, I, I I'm with you on that. I thought it was really, really good. So, yeah, <laughs> let's get on to the cunty part of the podcast. Oh God, I watched, I'll check um, out. <laughs> I watched, I watched Rise of the Cunts. Part cunty cunt. <laughs> don't don't you mean cunt of the cunt? Oh, that's don't it, you sorry. mean cunt, cunt of the cunt soldier? Cunt, yeah, cunt, cunt of the, the cunt, cunt soldier. soldier. Part cunt. Do you know what? Right. Other than the fact it was a cunty cunt mess. Yes. 
I actually quite enjoyed it. I actually thought, and again, you made you made a really good point. So we were texting while I was watching the movie, and you made a really good point when you said th- these are people playing characters that are younger than the film. Ten was... years younger. It's like ten years before <laughs> yeah, ten the years, film that was ten made years ten years, years ago. After the film was made ten years They're ago. They're playing characters 20 years younger than themselves. <laughs> and and the, the, it's very notable, noticeable, sorry, at times, that they were <laughs> much older than they were. However, it was very slick. It was very well directed in places. The script... Yeah, good. Yeah, the script... The script, when it's allowed to be a script, is good. Um, unfortunately, there is too much ad-libbing of, of cunt. And I can say, having worked with at least a couple of the people in this film, um, yeah. that, you know, when they're, when they're better controlled yeah. and kept to a script, they are better. Yeah. When they're not cunty, cunty, cunt, cunt, cunt. Um, but it was far better than Rise of the Foot Soldier Part 2. Well, <laughs> you remember the second one wasn't actually originally Rise no, of the Soldier 2. it wasn't. Reign um, of the General. I, I, I think we've regaled each other with stories of the fact that I watched the first 15 minutes of that and I, I just I couldn't go further than that like fish and chip restaurant scene. Yeah, because I, I, was think, I, think so I, got, I think I got to about the same point as you and you just kind of go, oh. Um, now, I, by, the point, by the way, my point being that they are all so hysterical with anger. Yeah. Like, like they really are aggressiveness. And nothing has happened yet. <laughs> nothing. I'm like, what's going to happen when someone There's a fish and chip shop scene in Rise of the Foot Soldier 3. As well? Really? Or maybe yeah. I need to watch it for that. I wonder if it's the same scene. No, it That'd can't be. be amazing. It's, it's Fairbrass. Would it be 20 years before as well? Yeah. No, no. So, yeah. So, there is a, there is a, a chip shop scene. in. Maybe this is their motif. Ah, uh, fish and chips. Maybe maybe it's enough. like like um, John Carpenter. Is it no? Who's got the, the billboard? Um, not John Carpenter. Um, uh, see you next Tuesday. Oh, that's John Landis. John Landis, that's the one. So maybe it's their their. I see you next Wednesday. See you next Wednesday. That's it. Yeah. Um, maybe it's their see you next Wednesday. That every time they do a foot soldier movie now, they're going to put um, put like a chip shop scene in it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, nothing will ever be as good as the Danny Dyer riding a bike across along Brighton Seafront oh, no. after shutting oh. up his stall on um, Assassin. Yeah, Assassin. on on the pier in Assassin. That shot, I, I think I need that on a looping gif because it's so weird. I have to make a gif out of that. It's one it of my favourite moments. It's genuinely, you know, when you're watching a film and you're like, "This film is fucking terrible," um, but. The smile, the smile on his face in that is a bit like you know in in Guardians of the Galaxy when Groot kills all those guys and then turns to the camera and smiles. It's this really strange, unsettling smile. It like is. it's really weird. Um, and so, and, and along a similar theme, I saw London Heist, which is again very slick, very well done. Falls apart completely in the last third when um, they try to pull off heat, and it ends Ooh. up being very lukewarm. Huh, but boom, thank I, you. I'm here all week. I, uh, I actually enjoy. I actually saw it in Berlin a few or a couple of years ago. I think, um, and down, I really, wasn't it? yeah, Gunned Down was the, was the original title. Although it was London, I think it was London Heist in Berlin, and um, uh, written by our friend Chris Chris Regan. Yep. Uh, and I thought it was. I was. I was genuinely surprised. I, I thought overall it was quite well made. I don't really, be honest, I don't remember the final act not being good particularly, but I thought it was well made and good production Fairbrass values. Fairbrass was really good. I think he is problem, good in it, yeah. My problem was, because I was in a, a flu-esque stupor, I now can't remember which was Rise of the Foot Soldier 3 and which was well, Nice because I watched them they're back, all gonna to back. Kind of They will all kind of blend together a little bit. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I, I recall basically going, yeah, it was really solid and that's yeah. And also it was, um, 
just for the record, like it was pretty much a, quite a full screening when it went to Berlin. So it's pretty, that's pretty cool. No, yeah, it, it, it really does stand above the, the, the usual gangster Essex yeah. boys shit. It's got a story for a start. <laughs> it has. I just, I think the last third, it, it's budget outstripped its script. Probably. Or, or script yes. outstripped its budget. So I think it had some really great ideas and I think it just didn't quite pull them off because it just looked a bit cheap. And I, I really, really dislike Dexter, uh, not Dexter Fletcher, Nick Moran um, being the kind of, I mean, you know, to, spoiler alert if anyone cares, but Nick Moran being the um, the kind of bad cop, bad guy at the end. Ooh. It was just kind of, it just didn't need it. It was better without that. But other than that, it was genuinely very solid. Um, yeah. So, look, we're running out of time, so let's just do some quick titles and a couple of words on what we thought of them. Uh, I saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Really, really liked see, it. I'm hoping really to see it today. It. I'm hoping to go and see that today. Anything else you've seen this month? Uh, very simple. Right, two very specific things. So, last Saturday, the Prince Charles Cinema did a Jean-Claude Van Damme marathon, oh, which was awesome. incredible. Absolutely incredible. Now, I only stayed for three films because I had to get up early the next day, but I watched... Uh, Bloodsport, uh, Kickbox for Double Impact on the big screen. And I love all those films. And I've never seen Kickbox for Double Impact on the big screen. And it was fucking awesome and an amazing atmosphere. Uh, they showed other films, but I couldn't get to see it. Unfortunately. No, I that's just cool, couldn't man. stay. No, but I was, awesome. it was extremely good atmosphere. And they're doing it again soon for any fans of Van Damme. The other thing that I did, weirdly, four nights in a row uh, in the last week of, of January, was the... Have you ever seen the Hatchet films? Y- yes, Adam I think I've Green. seen the first one. I... I watched all four. I watched all four. And they are all wonderfully bananas, crazy bonkers, funny, like genuinely funny, uh, and gory as fuck. I've never seen so much gore, like genuinely. And I even, I looked up on IMDb and the the gallons of blood they use in each film kind of get bigger and bigger. And the kills are more and more crazy. There are so many, if you like seeing people's limbs getting ripped off, it, like it's unreal, like it's unbelievable, okay. and it, and it and it they are kind of batshit. Like you you can't be going, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like it's not, it's not that. You have to go it with is, it. Yeah, yeah, you just go with it and enjoy the fuck out of it. And they are all really genuinely well made. But the effects are great. Kane Hodder is really good as Victor Crowley. Yeah, although he is mostly a guy who runs around screaming and pulling people's arms off and chopping them up. There's one. Shot, you say that like one, it's a bad there's, thing. There's, there's, there was a scene in the fourth one where there's this kind of really irritating LA publicist woman who's just this hag, just awful person, but purposefully just awful. Um, and she's always on her phone and all this stuff. And when she's trying to run away from him, she, he grabs her. She's trying to text or trying to, she's trying to call. That's right. She's trying to make a call in this swamp. It's not going to happen. She's making this call. He rips the arm off that's holding the phone and rams it up her pussy all the way up her pussy. <laughs> so, so, that, so that, that her hand holding a phone comes out of her mouth. Brilliant. And on that note... By the way, amazing. And on that note, this has been Ross and Phil <laughs> Talk Movies. And this week we've talked about the films. We've watched volume one. Don't forget, uh, so if you want to find out more about Ross, Ross, where can they find out more about you? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look up Ross Boyask. I don't know why you'll do that, but go on. I've got a film coming out soon, so, you know. Yeah, do it. And uh, f- for more on us, the podcast, and me, check out www.philhobden.co.uk. UK or search for Ross and Phil Talk Movies on Facebook. Uh, So that's it. That's the end of another episode. Um, We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.